Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I'm really happy that you're joining me for today's episode. So today I'm going to have a truly great guest, one of my all-time favorite teachers ever from my middle school years, Miss Graybill. She's just truly a great teacher and one of my favorites. She's going to come here to talk to us about a teacher's perspective from COVID-19. And obviously we're going to have a little fun too, but she's going to tell us about what this experience has been like for her as a teacher. So she's going to come to the podcast very soon. It's going to be really good and you're going to enjoy the interview. So stay tuned. Welcome to the podcast, Ms. Graybill. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. So I'm just going to ask you some questions about what it's like to be a teacher during this COVID-19 virus pandemic. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm me, so I'm going to ask some fun stuff too. So let's get started. Okay. So as a teacher, how has COVID-19 impacted your plans for the rest of the school year? Oh my goodness. We've had to start almost from scratch because of... Oh, for so many reasons. We, we've got kids that needed computers, so we've been working to get yeah. those names together and knowing that people have different schedules now and some some of our students are, you know, take care of childcare and have other obligations because obviously they're at home. Um, yeah. We have just had to recreate lessons from scratch pretty much. And then, of course, for some of us, it's a huge learning curve to try to get up to snuff on our technology pieces and yeah. understand how that's all going to come together so we're hopeful that starting monday we are ready to run i just got out of a meeting just about three minutes ago um mm-hmm. and for, the, for the next few weeks so we're getting there but it's been a huge shift in in what i'm used to plus i miss being at school we all do yeah i'm missing it a lot yeah yeah it's been online learning is i mean i never really imagined myself having to go do it but like as it's, uh, they've started to plan it, I felt better about it. So, where in my school, but they're, they've planned it Monday it starts and should be interesting. Yeah, it should be. And I think it's, we all have to give each other patience and time to figure out what it's gonna really look like and how we can be helpful, you know, how we can do the best we yeah. can and get you guys where you need to be for the next stage of, of your education. So it's, it's a learning curve for all of us. Yeah, it really is. Um, so, what do you think there's going to be any certain educational benefits to online learning compared to traditional schooling? Well, I think the benefits would be so much of our planet is based on technology and that skill set and and um, interacting with others uh, through through pieces of technology. And I guess too, yeah. in my observation, you know. Students do know a lot about technology and they know a lot about um, different platforms to use, but not necessarily for academic purposes, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I I think this will be a huge shift. Again, I I really wish we were at school to kind of talk through and show you and demonstrate what we're doing, but it'll be a shift of of how to use different resources in in the academic world, educational world versus, you know, the fun stuff. So yeah. um, that, that I think will be a huge advantage going forward. At least it'll it'll um, open avenues for how to pursue things, how to do re- more research and uh, use technology more strategically perhaps. Yeah, I feel like that in the end, it might be a good thing. Yeah. So since you, know, you haven't been at school, for, we haven't been, 
we was it march 13th that was the last day or whatever right so what have you been doing to keep yourself busy during this time uh well the first first few days starting on the 16th of march yeah i watched some i watched um honestly i watched some ted talks from educators okay yeah <laughs> that only takes you so far and yeah. then I, I started realizing i need to do some tutorials to kind of get up to stuff on what i need to know from the the teacher end of Google Classroom and all of that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, we've had a ton of meetings. We've had faculty meetings and department meetings, and um, and and we get updates from the county uh, at least at least two or three times a week. So we're I've just I had to start a whole another notebook of of the process for doing online uh, remote learning. So it's been, yeah. been a, for me, it's been a huge education to know what I don't know and to realize I've got X number of days and hours to try to figure all this out. So, and I guess too, just getting used to um, not having that social aspect, not having the fun we yeah. have at school and that's seeing everybody and, and and not talking all day. Cause you know, that's the other fun part about it being a teacher is you talk all day long. Yeah. And to not do that now has been a, a shift. So um, it's been a huge amount of change in a very short period of time that's for certain sounds like much more productive than that what i've done i've spent um most of the break i got in like i got my parents i've talked them into getting hulu and i started watching uh 30 rock and i have been watching it like every day all day ever <laughs> since so it's it's been not productive but like productive in its own way that's right like to the same time yeah that's right and so, got to give yourself some leniency. I'm, I'm afraid I've just been so used to always doing things that it's hard for me to not, it's hard for me to be kind of not do yeah. cool stuff. I feel guilty if I don't. So yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's been, so in your email, you said you were volunteering with blood bank. So why do you feel that that volunteer work is important during this uh, pandemic? Well, I, you know, I guess the, that help the greater good and to know that um, there's so many people in the hospital throughout our our area and our state that um, you know now more than ever you, you need to be able to be part of that social contract and say I'm, I'm willing to do my best to try to help the greater good and and um, you know hope that it gets where it needs to go and it's helping people who need it I guess is the, the, the goal yeah are there any like reasons or beliefs or connections you have to this organization that make you want to help this certain organization well you know my dad had a, a very um uh, serious accident many years ago yeah and i was i was still a kid i was like nine but i remember learning then that how important it is that people give blood and donate blood and how important it is to help people heal and for hospitals to have a good supply. But, and I think it started when I, when I was just a, a child and I've just kind of hung on to that. And, and again, just trying to be a, a, a help as best I can and, and help know and hope that I'm helping a greater good. Yeah, that's a great thing you're doing. I'm really happy you're doing that. Oh, thanks. So, and as I remember from eighth grade, you told us the story that you were struck by lightning. Can you tell us more about that story? Oh my goodness. Well, it happened so quickly. Ha ha, sorry. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, it was a terrible thunderstorm. 
Yeah. And the, my phone rang, and back then there were no cell phones; it was just landlines. And yeah, I thought I should not answer the phone right now because it was really bad outside. And I wanted to answer the phone long enough to say, "I can't talk now. I'll call you later." And the, yeah. the time it took me to pick up the phone and say, "I can't," and that's as far as I got. And I saw the lightning hit the telephone line and come into the house. It literally came in my ear through the phone and went out, um, came in my right ear and out my left foot and blew me across the room. It blew my shoes off. And um, it's it was quite something. And of course, people say, does it hurt? And if initially it doesn't, there's no pain because you just feel like you're, you're underwater or you're in a dream. And of course, yeah. my ear still rings all these years later. I still, my, my right ear still rings constantly from that um, charge of electricity going through me. So. Um, it was it was quite something that I, you know I couldn't quite figure out what had happened because uh, it is such a shock, um, pun intended. So I went to school that Monday, the next day, and my principal asked if I was all right. And I said, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I was struck by lightning. And of course, at that point, he said, you've got to go see a doctor. And and there it goes. But what a what a great fortune that didn't do more damage than it could have. Yeah. Um, but lesson learned. I still. Because um, they say once you've been tangled with lightning, you know, it changes your electrical currents in your own person, in your own body. So to this day, I still am very hesitant to go outside if there's lightning because uh, I'm afraid uh, what it may do. I know what it can do. So yeah. what, a, what a wild thing that was to have happen. So now I've got, those were all the serious questions I had. Now I have all the fun questions because, you know, I'm, I am who I am. <laughs> so. First one, so let's say you're in the snack aisle at the grocery store. What snack do you buy and why? Oh boy. All right. Confession time. I do buy ruffled potato chips. Oh, I love ruffled potato I do potato too. Chips. And you know what? The salt in them is just right. And they're just, yeah. it's just a bad, bad snack, but it's so good at the same time. So I accidentally will buy some potato chips for snacks. So I have weaknesses with potato chips and over years I've developed a, I have a huge weakness when it comes to Cheez-Its. Oh yeah. So I'm like always, I'm always buying Cheez-Its now and just as much as I can. So the salt and the cheese going together, just, I don't know what it is. It's really <laughs> it is, It's the salt. I really think at least for the chips, but I'm a Cheez-Its fan too. So I can, I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously I have to ask, uh, what was your favorite memory of the 2017, 2018 school year? Oh my word so many that was, a, that was a year it was, <laughs> it really was. that's been like my most eventful school year <laughs> well up until this year like the first half of my sophomore year this year was it was like amazing very eventful and then second semester was less eventful and then COVID-19 hit now prematurely <laughs> exactly but, but like 2017-18 that was like a year to remember it really was and every year is I think that's why I really love teaching school because every year every day is so different every year is so different and it's just marked by specific things you know and just global things that make it so yeah. so interesting um I think probably for that school year, if nothing else, my very first my very first thought when you asked that question is probably my homeroom. Um, oh, your home. I, and I was Brandon Troy in there. Yes, oh. and I say that because if I'm not mistaken, that year we brought home the gold for field day, and I most oh, I and people who know me know I have a profound indifference to winning or losing uh, field yeah. day. 
And basically my, my instructions are you all figure it out and just leave me alone and I can just hang out and talk to teacher friends. So the fact that we were actually possibly winning and Coach Rogers said to me, Gray Bill, you're not going to believe it. You're not, we're almost winning the field day. And I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. We won field day out of the blue. Never happened before since I've never won field day. And that's decades of school I'm talking about. So yeah. that that is my, when you ask that, it's the first thing I think of is field day. But I also think of just the great times we had in class and. Fourth quarter was a good class. It really was. That was one of my favorite classes. That was a it fun was, class. And, you know, The thing about that fourth quarter is any fourth quarter, that's the end of the day. And everybody's yeah. kind of fried. We're all getting a little, uh, uh, it's the end of the day, you know, but yeah. the fact that we can still have such a good time and still get our work done and laugh and enjoy each other's company and be silly. I think that's just a, a huge takeaway. Yeah. And I think that's one of the fun things about school that people don't realize if, unless they're in it, you know, like regular people that are not part of our world. Yeah. They don't realize it can be such a blast. Every day can be so, so happy. And it was every day that year it was like an adventure yeah, yeah that year specifically yeah. one of my favorites oh excellent. i was thinking of, when i think of a field day that year though i was in miss scruggs yeah. room and i remember she really wanted to like win that year so we were like motivated like competitively and i don't know i think we came in like fourth or fifth right. but i remember that was like that was like that's when i think of field day that's what comes to mind it's like everything was like being planned out for like days in advance <laughs> or like i was like cat was like planning do they still have candidate picks for them? Yes. I have a brother who goes there. Actually. Yes. That was every day. It was that. And then my eighth grade, like, announcement stint. I remember my little stint on the, my, like, three different stints. On perfection. The it was perfection. Were, it was just, I it, and I think we, ha I know we had multiple conversations about it because it was just such a delightful yeah. way to start the day. It With was. just a perfect balance of facts and just a little sprinkle, maybe, of, I don't know, sarcasm or just yeah that's what, i feel like that's it, what was. it was a little tiny hint of snark in there but just enough to make it absolutely perfect and hilariously good um absolutely yeah. i'm so glad you have that memory because those, those that's a good way to start the day it was it was now i don't have that anymore it's like seven i get to school at like 6 50 a.m and i'm still not like i'm not mentally there yet until halfway through my first class which is uh this semester was math was my first Ooh. class and that was a hard it's way a, it was like my i had math uh then i had ap gov after that which for me was pretty easy to stay yeah. with pretty interesting then i had spanish after that which was also for me was pretty easy to yeah. stick with but then i finished with chemistry which i really liked the class the people in the class teachers all great but it was chemistry and i'm not like a math or science person so i like struggled with yes absolutely yeah. that's a whole different ball game and and i i you know i think probably your your better wheelhouse is the more history english part yeah. of what because yeah the chemistry you've got to be on point and when you said i started the day with math i oh i think we all know i suffered through every math class i ever took yeah I that's a hard way to i've started i have started my every school year since eighth ninth and tenth i've had math first and it's it's like i don't know it might be a curse or something <laughs> It might be a curse. I'm honestly like, think it's possible. Well, I guess you know, it's good that at least you get like, at least it's over with, right? It's it over with. Over. You start the day and it's done. So there's, that's a good thing. Then do you have any like book or movie recommendations for us? We're all stuck at home during quarantine. 
you know, I, I, you know, I read constantly and I usually have four or five or six books going on. I have been rereading, I'm looking at my bookshelf right behind me right now. I've been rereading um, The Fathers by Alan Tate, which is kind of a Southern book. It's really weird. And I've read it probably, I'm going to say 20 times. And I, is that, is that intriguing and interesting? Um, I'm also reading, I've been reading some Somerset Mom, who's a short story author. Um, And I just delighted that because he's also very, he was a philosopher and kind of very intriguing. And then I was looking yesterday, I've got some Hemingway, I think I'll revisit. You know, I'm kind of old because my degree, my my bachelor's degree is in English literature. So I I like the old school stuff. And I was thinking I might reread Catcher in the Rye because I haven't read it in a while, but it's got a lot of spicy language in it. So you know, buyer beware on that one. But I just refresh yeah. my memory, and of course, I've been rereading the books that we're using for class right now, um, yeah. just to brush up on those because I read so much in between, and if I read them too far ahead of what I'm teaching them, I kind of forget what's in them because that was like ten or fifteen books ago. So that's where I am now, and of course, I always like William Faulkner. You know, he you can't go wrong with William Faulkner, yeah. and and just kind of keep that alive. And then I've been reading, brushing up on Scottish history. I like to read history books too. Which is kind of nerdy, but it's it's fascinating. It's, no, I it's it. just I what like people it. do throughout time and place is so fascinating to me, and how similar we are through place and time too. You know, yeah. connects us all. I've been uh, like, well, I like to read. I've read recently like a lot of politics books. Like one of my, don't judge me for this, but one of my favorite books I've read recently. And I don't these days like I've had more time to read than I have in the past because of school right. and stuff, but. What what happened by Hillary Clinton was one of like I didn't think it was going to be good, but I actually found it very intriguing. Oh, right. how interesting! I'll put, I'm putting that down right very, now as we speak. It was very. I thought it was very good, and then right now I've wanted to read. Uh, there was what's her, uh, Marianne Williamson who ran for president, the author who was running for president like last year. I wanted to read one of her books, A Return to Love, that was her like ba- main book I thought about reading that and that's where I am on reading and finally before I let you go um you always have a lot of good uh, wisdom tidbits during our eighth grade years so do you have any adv- life advice for us as we go through COVID-19 just hang on hang on you know we've just got to hang on and be nice to one another try not to hoard too much stuff Right, and yeah. just know that we're. I know it sounds kind of cheesy and cornball, but we are in it together, and we just got to hang on, yeah, and be patient, and 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 know that this will pass sooner than sooner than later. And I'm also honestly, Nicholas, grateful that we have researchers and people who are smart yeah. enough to figure out how to devise vaccines and all the things that we need to keep planet Earth kind of running and keep us all healthy. So, just we just got to hang on, and you know what. Be, I, I, I personally am just grateful for my health and the fact that I've got a roof over yeah. my head and some groceries and and um, grateful for everybody I know is still healthy so far and I'm knock on wood when I say that so we just gotta hang on yeah. and just be nice to each other like usual the usual you know yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'll let you know when I finish editing it and it'll come out probably I want to say like 
five or six today is when I'm gonna after I'm done editing and all that stuff putting together the rest of it so I'll email you and let you know when the episode has been put out and ready to go but thank you so much for oh thank on. you so much and I'm, I'm I'm grateful for you to reach out for me because I always need practice with technology and new things and so this has been delightful and I'm always yeah. always so thrilled to hear from former students and know that they're growing up and doing well and fine and that's so good thank you so much yeah thank you I will I'll probably show up to Apex Middle again in another place another time <laughs> another world and you'll so, find me there until then <laughs> okay until then thank you Nicholas I'll talk to you soon bye bye So for the end of the podcast, I thought I'd share a nice feel-good story, which I feel like we all need during this time. So I read on the Today Show's website that actor and comedian Tyler Perry, who is best known for his portrayal as Medea in the Medea film franchise, which I, I highly recommend watching any of those movies. They're all phenomenal, and I just really recommend them. They're truly great movies. But... He went to over 50 grocery stores in Atlanta, the Atlanta area, and paid for all the senior citizens' groceries because he believes that it's the right thing to do during this time. And people in it, and he said that a lot of the people in the areas he went to were having trouble to afford their groceries, so he uh, was responsible for paying for all the people's groceries during senior shopping hours at grocery stores in Atlanta. And he's really just trying to help people during this time, which I think is a really good thing that he's doing and very selfless of him to do. And it's just something, you know, to remind you that that even though this is a bad time, people are, there are a lot of people who are doing really good things out there. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of my podcast. I really appreciate all the people who've been listening and I'm really trying my best to make this as good as I possibly can. And if you have any suggestions, let me know. Thank you so much for listening and tune in next time for the next episode, the Nick Willett show. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.